This is the Mind Body Detox Podcast, where we discuss all things integrative health and wellness, interviewing folks from all over the world, sharing insights and wisdom on how to live a healthier life in mind, body, and spirit. Welcome back to the Mind Body Detox Podcast. I am your host, integrative intuitive medium, Kara Loveheart, and we are back with our guest, nutritional therapy practitioner, Tanya Jarrett, and we're gonna talk about individualized nutrition today. So we're gonna learn about the different types of assessments and panels that you can get, not just blood panels, and why do we get them? When are they necessary? And we're gonna talk about individualized nutrition as far as what information can we gather from these panels and how can we assimilate that information and to get proper treatment that's customized to you for your needs. So Tanya, welcome back. So if anyone has not seen you before or listened to any of our podcast episodes with you, let's just give them a rundown of who you are and your training and how your training compares to a standard health coach uh, versus the certifications and background that you have. Thanks for having me again, Kara. So I am trained in nutritional therapy. So I'm a nutritional therapist, but what's really fabulous is that I'm also board certified in health coaching. So I do believe that these two need to be nicely blended together. And it is kind of nice when a practitioner is trained in both. And I'm just going to explain a little bit about what I do so that, you know, the, the listeners can have a better understanding of what is nutritional therapy and what is health coaching and how they blend together. So in nutritional therapy, what I do is I like to like dig deeper into nutrition. So I look at what type of physiological dysfunction is being brought on by poor nutrition. So that means things like diabetes and weight gain and high cholesterol and thyroid issues. And I like to take a deeper look into things like biochemistry. So lab work, for example, digestion, micronutrients, you know, what's the fatty acid level? How's the hydration? How's the electrolytes? All those things. That's what I do in nutritional therapy. But now as a health coach, that's where I become your guide and your partner. So it's really about helping the patient or the client through implementing specific lifestyle changes that's going to improve their life and really help them map out goals and create that plan of action. So you can you can really see how blending the two are essential. Thank you for that explanation. When I first started my journey with wanting to dive into nutrition, there's so many different types of titles out there and different, there's a uh, nutritionist, then there's a, uh, a dietitian, and then there's a nutritional therapist, and then there's people that are health coaches, nutritional health coach, uh, food coach, gut, like gut health coach. There's just so many different titles, and it was a little bit overwhelming, and I'm sure some of the listeners maybe experienced that too. So we always encourage you, if you are looking to work with any sort of coach in the food and nutrition realm, to learn a little bit more about their background, what they had to learn for their particular training, and what they specialize in. Because I assumed at the beginning that they could just help me with everything. (laughs) And I assumed improperly like, oh, wait, there's someone that specializes in this particular area. Okay. So I found my uh, way along the journey to to locate those people. So today we're going to talk about individualized food and nutrition plans. 
and this is where I wish I would have had access to you a long time ago because I made a lot of guesswork and a lot of trial and error, a lot of Google searches. I'm sure listeners are out there like, yep, that's me. And there's nothing wrong with that. Google's a a really great resource, but sometimes we can get overwhelmed with so much information. We don't know what is the right thing to do for us. So can you tell us a little bit about what individualized food and nutrition plans really are? So when I go into looking at an individual nutrition plan, this really takes the guesswork away from it. Just like you said, instead of playing this guessing game, maybe I should do this you know, style of eating. Maybe I should do this other style of eating. Oh, Susie, she lost a lot of weight doing keto. So maybe I should try that. What individualized nutrition does is it like really takes that guesswork out of it with the goal of using relevant information for that patient and then tailoring any recommendations, which really leads to better outcomes. So that's, that's why individual nutrition works. And I think that's really valuable because I know that when we have these different types of diets, we did our Ditching the Diet Mentality podcast episode. So if you guys have not listened to that, I encourage you to go re-listen. That episode, we talk a little bit about why we kind of jump to the keto diet, to vegan, to gluten-free, to these different types of diets because we see that they've worked for so-and-so or a friend of ours recommended it or it's trending, but it still may not be individualized and addressing you with the different assessments and the panels you get to support that person individually. So let's talk a little bit about those panels. What different types in general, just if you could list them for us, like what different types of panels are there? We know about blood panels yep. and we are probably had a urine test before, but what are some other common ones that are run? Yeah. So for me, I'm going to speak kind of for the things that, you know, I've done before. So I've done things called stool analysis, which is like a, a, we call it a GI map, salivary panels, which is great for assessing hormone levels, especially adrenal dysfunction. You could do heavy metal testing. There's something called Dutch testing, which utilizes urine. I don't specifically do Dutch testing, but it is a fabulous way to assess hormones. And then fit testing, which is a finger prick. And fit stands for food inflammation testing. So there's stool, there's salivary, there's urine, there's blood, lots of different types of testing. Yeah. And I know that along my journey, I've had pretty much all of them and even hair tissue mineral analysis. So that's like, there's so much out there that people aren't aware. And Mm -hmm. I had a harder time getting my doctors to run these. It was really more working with a functional doctor or someone like yourself. So I want to know a little bit about panels in general. Are they necessary? Are they ideal? Or are they just a preference? Like it really sounds like there's a lot of different types of reasons why you might want to get it, but when is it absolutely necessary? And when is it just like, okay, well, maybe I just try it out. Yeah. So in my professional opinion, I believe that they are necessary. So I just want to kind of jump back a little bit. So uh, there's, there's many reasons why in a traditional allopathic setting that practitioners do not do you know, comprehensive lab work. And a lot of times it's because insurance really regulates what they can and cannot do. And when you go to see someone who is functional or somebody like me, if we don't participate in insurance, we have more options for our patients. We can do more, we can investigate more, and we can, we can really kind of dig deeper. So these blood panels for me are that perfect snapshot in time when I'm looking at somebody's health, you know, if you go to your doctor and get just a cholesterol panel and maybe just a, a complete metabolic panel and a fasting blood sugar, okay, that's going to give you a small snapshot of what's going on. But in my practice, 
I run labs that look at inflammation, look at true thyroid function, not just the thyroid stimulating hormone, going into free T3, free T4, reverse T3, and then also looking deep into nutrient levels. So when I have this information, for me, it's like I can confidently say to my patient or client, yes, I see why you're so tired. Ah, okay, your thyroid is slightly under-functioning, and I can see that your blood's a tad bit more acidic than it needs to be. So there's validation for the patient, like, oh, I really see what's going on. Yeah, and I think that, I love that you said that, that it is really an insurance thing. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you so much. I, I think that's really valuable information because, again, there are, there are some people out there that maybe have experienced just medications that you're taking that are absolutely necessary and helpful for you, but your insurance doesn't cover it. So, right. like, there's a lot of issues with that. We get limitations from those insurance companies. And, Kara, like, when somebody comes to my practice and says, do you take insurance? And I say, no, I do not. In their head, that automatically equates to, wow, this is going to be really expensive. But there's nothing further from the truth because people who do not take insurance give very affordable prices. So that's really cool yeah. to know that too. No, I completely agree. And then a lot of the time and money and energy the time and energy is a lot if you're going from doctor to doctor, which we have that happen all the time. And I think if you're if you're into holistic health in general, you found an integrative practice that you're really locked you're really locked into now. Sometimes it's the end of the road where you're like, I have gone and wasted my time and energy so many places. And maybe not always the case. It's not about and I'm not saying that you ever waste your time going to um, a mainstream medical professional. We're we're about integrating things in, but we've seen that so often, and they really are just overall frustrated. And that that's a lot of time and money, and even time off work potentially that you're not getting income because if you get to a point where you are fatigued or you are tired, you're struggling with going to work. So I'd love to hear a little bit about the common symptoms that people have when they finally find you? Yeah. So I would say that the top three would probably be fatigue, brain fog, and trouble losing weight. Those, those would be the top three. But I also hear I'm not sleeping well. You know, maybe I'm getting sick all the time. So things like that. Those are really common. And I think that those are more common in general that we kind of sometimes keep going mm -hmm. with our culture. We keep pushing forward and maybe don't stop to address them. They're like the first check engine light on your car. Mm -hmm. Or maybe not the first, actually. From a from a nutritional standpoint, you're going to see this stuff show up in the blood panels before they might have symptoms, right? Versus particular things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the information that you gather and what does this help you with these symptoms in general? We talked about brain fog, fatigue, low immune health, trouble sleeping and weight loss. Like what are the cool things you're finding that you're like, okay, now I see what's going on. If you can give us some examples. Sure. I would love to, because I think, I think this is going to kind of be that flag that jumps out for a lot of people is that when I look at blood panels and a lot of times, like you said, you don't even realize that these things are going on in your body. Maybe you're dismissing symptoms. Maybe you don't even think twice about it. You know, we're too busy. But inflammation, like is there underlying systemic inflammation going on? How about your adrenal health, right? So if you have a high stress job, if you, I see this a lot in women that are mothers and work, they work also and they just 
have some adrenal dysfunction, even oxidative stress, okay? So you need more antioxidants, low hydration, um, maybe electrolyte imbalances, even looking into the nutrient status. So how's your zinc levels? How's your vitamin D, you know, B12, things like that. So, I mean, there's a lot of information that you can gather when you're really sifting through someone's comprehensive panel. And addressing those things can be potentially a root cause Mm -hmm. for brain fog, fatigue, hormone imbalances, weight gain, things like that, trouble sleeping. And there are sometimes maybe simple fixes potentially if it's a supplementation issue. But Mm -hmm. with the health coaching, you're also really helping with lifestyle as well and finding that balance with self-care and all those things. So how does the information you gather support your decisions as far as working with the client and their outcome? Do you do a panel and then see them for six months and then you do another panel? Like, How does that work as far as what are the steps after you get the blood panels, you go over it with the client and then you say, these are the things that possibly are you know, having XYZ symptoms going on, what are your steps there? Like, what do you do for that client then? Yeah, you know, that's a really good question, Kara. Let me kind of take us like a test patient. Okay, so Sally, for example. Okay, so Sally wants to work with me. You know, we decide we're going to move forward. We pull labs and her labs come back and she has elevated blood glucose levels. Her HbA1c, which is that three-month snapshot of her glucose levels, that's a little elevated. I see some liver dysfunction. There's some inflammation. Maybe her thyroid's not optimal. And my main goal for her is to restore her health in a layered approach. So what that means is we start small and we work our way up. So if we know anything about behavior change, we know that you cannot throw multiple changes at somebody at one time. It has to be this layered approach, especially if there is a lot of things that have dysfunction within her lab work. But what I've also found is that when you start to address blood sugar levels, guess what? Your liver improves, your inflammation levels improve, your thyroid improves. You know, so many things in the body, they just have this intricate interplay. So by taking this layered approach and starting small, you can change multiple things at once. And when it comes to inflammation, the two biggest drivers of inflammation are stress and sugar. So if we can tackle those through whole healthy foods and healthy fats and even healing herbs and spices like cinnamon and turmeric, we can do a great job of reducing the inflammatory load without any supplementation. And then for Sally, if she needs supplementation, so if her vitamin D was low, of course, I'm going to make sure that she's getting enough vitamin D to get her levels probably around 55 or more. And then if there's inflammation that we cannot control through food, things like fish oil and vitamin C are really good. It's a really individualized approach. So in six months, what I would do for Sally is I would run her labs again, maybe six, eight months later, and then do a comparison report because there's nothing more valuable than seeing concrete changes in the levels. So that is really empowering for the the client. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then they're always they're obviously gonna experience symptom decreases and better just in general overall energy. So that's like a that's the payoff. Like you want that, but seeing it on paper I think is even more it's like it wasn't just placebo. It was, you know, this is actually going on in my body. So let's talk about what you can't gather with blood with blood panels or saliva tests or whatever in general. What type of information can't we get from there? Well, 
It's really hard from a blood panel to analyze gut health. So that would really be coming from a stool sample. Also, food intolerances. That is definitely something that from a blood sample, from the blood samples that I would pull. Now, if we did a fit test, that food inflammation test, that actually measures the inflammatory reactions to foods. But now I would only do a fit test if I truly believed that there were some food sensitivities or food intolerances. But from, from the normal comprehensive labs that I would pull, I can't determine that. Like I said before, there's so many different tests. It's determining what is right based off of the patient and the patient's history and current symptoms. So there's a lot of different at-home kits that you can get on the market. You can you know sign up and get it delivered to your home and do it at home. Are there any particular companies that you feel like are really valuable or companies that you prefer and you do refer to your clients to? Yeah, I mean, the, most of the at-home test kits I can order. I mean, yes, there's lots of different brands out there where they like Everly Well, like I'll mail you this and then you'll get your results back. But what happens when you get those results back? Is somebody going to walk you through it and kind of help you move forward with that behavior change? So those are things to definitely think about. Any of the test kits that are out there on the internet, you can get through a functional medicine practitioner or a nutritional therapist. And I do believe that some of them are very valuable in detecting imbalances and allergies, but it's also important to understand which test is the best for that specific patient's need, right? You don't just want to like be out there ordering $500, $600 worth of tests because they can get quite pricey. Some of these tests are quite pricey. And then you have to do them again, finalizing and following up. And we, we did that for a family member. We had done the basic stuff first, and then we did some health changes with them. And then over time, we found out we needed to do a stool test, which is really expensive. But that really got us a lot more information that we didn't have initially. So, so yeah, I definitely um, understand. But I think it's worth it because I think for years we were trying to guess and figure out what we need to do and what was the plan of action. And I think that just wasted a lot of time and money and years of them not feeling their best. And that, that just really, I think other people out there might be relating to that too. Yeah. So when it comes to your work, you're working primarily trying to get people on whole foods and supplementation is something that you said, if necessary. So what type of results do you commonly see when you're able to address these panel findings uh, with the supplementation in food, like what are the outcomes that are common? We know we talked about Sally, but what are some other things that you see happen? Yeah, whole foods, you know, is really the way to go. But in this, in today's world, most people do need some form of supplementation. And when we combine the two, I would say the first two things that I hear my clients say is I have so much more energy. So my energy's improved so much. And guess what? I lost 10 pounds, right? When there is balance in your metabolism and in your system, weight is weight loss is a side effect. So your body will naturally release weight. And then I would say after that, I probably hear, oh gosh, I've been sleeping so well. And I think those are all wins because who doesn't love a good night's sleep? Yeah. 
Good night's sleep. What about libido? Yes. Is that one common that you talk here about here too? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It also depends too on where the person is in their stage in life because as you age, you know, it has an effect on your libido. But yes, I've definitely heard that before too. And then we talked a little bit about food and mood in one of the past episodes, but any changes that you commonly also see, and you said more energy that what people are saying when they are working with you as well. I think mood changes are a very large part of moving from processed, highly inflammatory foods to whole foods, which are full of all these wonderful you know, micronutrients that support brain health and that, you know, that support clarity and that support mood and gut health. So once you, once you transition somebody from a processed diet that they've, you know, maybe been eating for years to even 60, 70% whole foods, all that changes so quickly. Yeah. And I know how much it's all connected. And we talked about skin health. Like we have another episode about that. Like Mm -hmm. it is really all connected, but I think that this episode we're diving so much more into the, the actual different panels. And we didn't talk about that before. So I'm really glad because I think that this is information that are, is really, really relevant for other people, but I'm curious for yourself and for your family, like when do you get these tests done and what tests do you do and how often? That's that's a such a good question because people ask me that. What do you test on yourself? So once a year I do a full comprehensive panel with my inflammatory markers and definitely nutrient status, really looking into that. I do my vitamin D twice a year. So I like to do it every six months because I think by now if if we don't understand the importance of vitamin D and not only bone health, but the immune response, I think, you know, we're really missing the boat. So ensuring that your vitamin D levels are sufficient. So I do that twice a year, but a full panel yearly. Wow. And now what about your family or loved ones? You know, what type of symptoms would you to see? Do you do something with them every year? Or do you say, Oh, my gosh, I'm starting to see these symptoms. Let's go get you checked out here. Let's do a pan- Let's do a panel. <laughs> well, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink, right? I think <gasps> for yeah. my loved ones, sometimes, you know, taking and for taking recommendations from me is probably one of the hardest things. Yeah. So, you know, I think for them, if, if they really, truly wanted something, they know they could come to me. But, you know, it's not something that my mom or my sister or even my husband, they're like, hey, can you do a yearly panel on me? It's more like me saying, hey, it's about that time. You know, do you want to do a panel? <laughs> So it really has to come from them. It's so universal. Mm-hmm. Anyone out there that's in sort of caretaking role, whether you're a nurse, psychotherapist, you're a nutritionist, you're a massage therapist or whatever. I don't, I don't, I, I think, well, maybe massage, maybe the spouses are more likely to get their massages. Right. <laughs> They're like, sure, give me a massage. But I do think that that's really universal because I've seen that in my own life that I can say, hey, I have this knowledge information. Would you like it? And it's like almost like they could hear the same exact thing from someone else. They'd be saying the same information and they may not be able to hear it from us or from me. So if you're out there and you're a caretaker and you're trying to push push someone into those things, you're probably going to re- sometimes end up with that uh, pushback or they're just not ready to hear it from you. So I think that's important to remind people. Yeah. So Miss Tanya, tell us a little bit about how we can learn more about what the process looks like working with you and you know any other resources you might have because this is like really custom what you're doing and I really want to know a little bit more about what that looks like. Absolutely. I have free consultations. 
So that is really the best way to connect with me so I can learn a little bit more about you and your needs and, you know, really what your goals are. And I think that the program that I offer, which is Metabolic Balance Personalized Nutrition, is really a fabulous, solid program for helping people get back to the basics of whole foods and utilizing your lab work to do that. So really that program matches your blood chemistry to food chemistry. It cannot get more personalized than that. That's really why it works that well. So I always encourage people, you know, just connect with me for a free consultation. It could be a phone consultation, Zoom. It could be in person. So that's the easiest way. And then, oh, resources. Let's see. So I would say my favorite resource is the Environmental Working Group. They just have a plethora of awesome information. And they just came out with the 2023 Dirty Dozen and Clean 15, which they produce every single year. The information that they have is so valuable for consumers. I can't encourage people enough to go to their website and just explore. So we will absolutely put some links in the show notes with the Environmental Working Group, as well as links to get a direct consultation with you via phone or Zoom. Also, just letting people know that you do work remotely with in general all your stuff you don't have to come in person to work with you ongoing so that's important i think to note yeah absolutely the only states i cannot order lab work in is new jersey new york and rhode island so every other state in the u.s yep i can order lab work in yep it's all by state jurisdiction so those states have different rules but you know i've worked with people in all over all right. Wonderful. Was there anything else you want to share, Miss Tanya, about our about our episode talk today? I don't think so, Kara. Thanks so much for having me again. I love coming on here. All right. Wonderful. Well, thank you again so much for listening, my friends, and be well until next time. Thank you for listening to the Mind Body Detox podcast. We wish you wellness and health in your mind, body, and spirit. And be well until next time, my friends.